I'm going to share with you this morning from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, in uncertain times and difficulties, um, rather than challenging or, or trying to get fresh insight, a lot of times it's better just to um, be reminded of deep truths that we know and to return to things um, that are, are bedrock and foundational. And the 23rd Psalm is certainly that. Um, those with uh, the least attachment to the church are aware of it and know it. Many of you have memorized it. Many of you know it. And so I just want to spend some time reminding us from this who God is and, and who he says he is. Um, you know, one of the things that strikes me about this psalm is that it is by King David. He, he is one who is uh, a military conqueror. He has gone into battle. They were singing songs about him that he um, ha had killed tens of thousands where the others had only killed thousands. And who was one who was powerful and mighty and who overcame and united a kingdom. And this is the way a king speaks. Um, at least this king. But it's interesting if you compare it to other kings in the ancient Near East. Not long after this, there was a king named Sennacherib, and he has this huge tower put up, and on it he inscribes things, and he says, uh, it goes on and on bragging, but part of what he says is, Sennacherib, the great king, the mighty king, king of the world, king of Assyria, king of the four quarters, the wise shepherd, favored of the great gods, guardian of the right, he goes on, it gets pretty heavy. He talks about conquering, and his terrifying splendor of my sovereignty overcame his enemy. And then he goes on and talks about how he conquered Jerusalem and all the things that he had taken of gold and silver and gems and jewels and ivory inlaid couches and elephant hides and tusks and ebony and um, all those in his harem and how he brought him to his royal and mighty city. That's the way most kings talked. That's kind of the way most of us probably have an attitude of, uh, look how great I am, look what I've done, look at my might, look at my strength. And um, an ancient king would certainly be one who would be tempted to, to share his glory and, and proclaim his um, might and who he is. So isn't it amazing that King David, who had conquered his enemies and united a kingdom and had, was building up wealth, would say, I'm a little sheep and God is my shepherd. What incredible comfort that David recognized this position. David, who was wise and who was a great king, also recognized that he was one who needed the Lord, and he needed the Lord to shepherd him. I don't care who you are. Things around us have us realizing how out of control we are, how little control we have over things around us, 
Um, the, the, the things we trust in most are being shaken. Um, we, we don't know the future. We have more questions than answers. And all around there's concern, all around there's uncertainty, all around there's fear. No matter who you are, how great it is to know the Lord is your shepherd. He watches over you. He is caring for you. That, that was, certainly we want to do what we can. We want to be wise. We want to get as much information and we, we want to help others. But at the end of the day, our trust is in a good shepherd who knows you and who knows the future and knows what's coming. And he is concerned and cares for his people. So let's, let's look at what David recognized his shepherd does. The first thing is a shepherd provides. He, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. In, a, in an arid and dry and desert climate, green, water, green pastures means abundant food for a sheep. It means a place of calm and comfort besides still waters, not rushing waters that frighten the sheep, but deep waters that abundantly nourish. And so in this, he sees that this shepherd of ours, our Lord, he nourishes us. He provides for us. He gives us the things that we need. And so if you're uh, concerned about having provision, if you're facing um, uncertainty about um, finances coming up, trust in the Lord. He restores my soul. That it's not just material things. It's our souls that are nourished. Our souls that are reinvigorated. Our, our souls that get deep rest in him. The Savior also leads us. The, the shepherd leads. He leads me beside still waters. He uh, makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake or, or in the right paths. Um, even in that walking through the valley of shadow of death, he's leading he knows where to go. He knows where to take the sheep. And um, notice there that he's doing all of this for his name's sake. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Not, not for the goodness of the sheep because of who they are, but because of who the shepherd is. He's the one who leads for his namesake, for his glory. So he does this. Uh, the, the reputation of the shepherd is on the line in the protection of his sheep. He is invested and he identifies with us. And on the basis of his character is why we can trust. Not on the basis of our faithfulness. Not on the basis of, of who we are. Not on the basis because we're awesome sheep. But on the basis of he is an awesome shepherd. It is a, his reputation. So when we look at... Genesis to Revelation, what we see is God's salvation is all on the basis, not of our goodness and us earning it, not on us, uh, our, our promise of faithfulness, not our good intentions, but it's on the name of the shepherd, the glory of the shepherd. Isaiah 43, 25 says, I am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. His forgiveness is because of he uh, because of who he is. John Calvin says, certainly his choosing us to be his sheep and his performing towards us all the offices of a shepherd is a blessing which proceeds entirely from his free and sovereign goodness. Take comfort in that. The good shepherd is the one who is um, leading us into places because of his own nature, his own character of who he is. And I, I, I just... 
one of the, the things about leading is that the shepherd knows these things. Um, the, the shepherd even knows how to get through the valley of the shadow of death. Take comfort in knowing this virus and the vents and the things that are here did not catch God off guard. He, he, he's not surprised. He knows these things and he knows all things. He knows the future. And we hold to the promise that the one who is leading us is leading us ultimately for his glory and for our own good. He is at work bringing good even out of this, even out of uh, the tragedies that we hear, even out of the fear and the things. God is at work. He is trustworthy and he is leading us. And so as he leads us through the valley of the shadow of death, we hear not only does he provide for us, not only does he lead us, but he protects us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Um, the, the valley is a, a frightening place. It's a place where it, it's darker a lot longer. The sun sets and it, it gets darker. It's, it's more narrow on uh, a broad field. You have more room to, to see where enemies come from, to, to run. But in a valley, you're almost trapped. And here's the darkness closing around and, and limited vision. That sounds a lot like where we are, that we're feeling, a lot of you are feeling really cramped. You're seeing my house is getting smaller and smaller. And there's this uncertainty of, of where we're going, what's around the next corner, what, what's the next news going to be, uh, the next news break. God knows, and he protects us. You know, the shepherd is not just a comforting one who, who hugs little lambs. The shepherd is the one with the staff, ready to knock the teeth out of a wolf or a bear or a lamb. Basically, any growler that comes along, he's ready to attack it. He's ready to defend his people and he is the good shepherd, and ultimately, he points to the way he defeats the ultimate death. Through Jesus Christ, who said, I am the good shepherd, I lay down my life for the sheep. We see in the cross him defeating our enemies. We know that he is good for us. And so when we go through dark times, we, we trust that he is protecting us. We trust that our salvation is even these things. Going through difficult times... It's not a sign of God's abandonment. We trust that he's with us in the difficult times. Many of you have heard me tell the story of how when Keelan was an, uh, a toddler and uh, really should have not been in her uh, crib any longer, she was still uh, or getting out of her crib and coming and wanting to get in bed with us. And we put our feet down and said, you're going to stay in that crib all night. You're not coming here. And it was late at night. She was crying and she was... Um, just having a fit and we weren't getting any more sleep and she wanted rescue from the crib for her getting out of that was her rescue and I woke up I had slept very good and I woke up and I go in and I realized Robin had climbed into the crib with Keelan we kept our word Keelan slept in the crib but she got in the crib with her and I thought that was a beautiful picture of salvation because it's not that you get taken out of what you don't want to be in um, but your mom comes and she's there with you. And how much like God, who doesn't take us out of the difficulties, but we know he's with us through the valley of the shadow of death, through any difficulty we face. If you are God's, he is there with us. So just a few points of application. Are you following the shepherd who leads? 
If he leads, are you following him? Are you going where he goes? That, that doesn't mean you decide if you're going to follow or not. You follow him on some things and don't follow on other things because then you're still in the control. You're still leading and you're making the decision. But are you following him in everything? And one of the ways we do that is being attentive to his word and continuing to pray. The thought has occurred to me that anyone or most anyone, uh, many of us now have a lot more time on our hands Many of us have kind of said, uh, you know, if I, um, I haven't prayed as much or I haven't read a scripture much, I just don't have the time. And I think God is taking excuses away from some of us as we've given them over to hobbies and other events and other things to make us realize we do have time. This is a time to be praying. This is a time to growing closer to the shepherd through hearing his voice as he speaks to us through his word. So I encourage you to, to commit yourself to following his lead. And the way that is, is listening to him before you can follow. You have to hear his voice. Listen to his voice in scripture and in prayer. And the other I want to ask is, can you say, like David, that he is my shepherd? That's one of the, the beautiful things of this, shepherd, of this psalm that makes it stand out to so many of us is that it's not just the Lord is a shepherd or the Lord is um, the shepherd but it's personal. There's a relationship between the individual and God. It's not just abstract that I I know God does these things and I know Jesus died on the cross and I've heard all these things, but have I personally received Christ as he's offered in the gospel? Have I trusted in him so that I don't say he's just a shepherd, but I say he is my shepherd. He is my Lord. He is my salvation. He is my hope. He is my everything and strip away everything else. He is my shepherd and I have him. And if I have him, I have everything. If you've not kind of come to that place where you've really trusted in him, not just mentally, but in a heartfelt way, I want to encourage you um, to, to look to him. Hear the gospel of what he's done for us and how he's rescued us and how he saved us and how he's our only hope. I believe in, in all of these things that are going around us, God is stripping, showing us um, the, the frailty of so many things that we cling to so that we can cling to him closer. And I encourage you to do that. And if you do that, if you're one who can genuinely say, I've trusted in Jesus and his death on the cross for my sin and his resurrection for my justification, then the last part of this really speaks to us. This is uh, shifting the metaphor from a shepherd to a, a, a banquet where we are the um, um, honored guest. He's prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies, anointing me with oil, my cup overflows. In the ancient Near East, um, it was time of uh, hospitality was a sign of faithfulness and um, protection. That if, if you received somebody's hospitality, if you ate with someone, you had a meal um, with them, then you were being protected. They were under your um, um, kind of, they, you were under their protection if you were eating with them. And so this is what God is saying by doing a meal publicly in front of enemies, this is mine, he's under my protection, she's under my guardianship. If you touch her, you answer to me. And this is a reminder that if we are in Christ, we are under his protection. We are being um, given an incredible banquet. We are giving all the things we need and his goodness and mercy, his grace and his steadfast love will stay with us and pursue us no matter what until the end of days.
Amen. Let us pray. And um, 
I'm going to mention categories and lift them in prayer and have a few minutes so that you um, can lift your prayers. And I invite you, if you're with family, to, to do that audibly, uh, to pray together on each section that um, we pray for. Let us pray. Lord God, we uh, thank you that you are sovereign, that you are in control, that you do not change, that you are all-knowing. In other words, God, we thank you that you are one um, that we can come to in our needs and that we can ask for uh, you to meet them and we can ask for you to be with us. Lord, we praise you and we worship you and we glorify you and we bring to you our burdens. Lord, we, we pray especially for uh, those who are uh, sick and who are affected by the coronavirus those who are um, um, grieving lost loved ones, and those who are uh, facing difficulties from that. Lord God, we lift up the uh, medical um, personnel, all our health care workers, doctors, nurses, um, those who are, are treating and caring for those in sick and putting themselves in harm's way and, and on the front lines of caring for others, working uh, longer hours and, and really um, facing difficult circumstances, we pray that you would be with them. Lord God, we lift up our leaders. Um, we lift up the leaders of our city and our county of um, our state and our nation, those around the world, and also, Lord, leaders of, uh, of companies and, and educational uh, leaders, all of those who are making difficult decisions, um, bombarded with criticism, um, trying to make decisions with less knowledge than they would want, trying to balance out needs, we ask that you would be with them. Lord God, we especially lift up to you those who are um, um, facing economic and financial um, instability. Lord, for those who are facing potential loss of income, for those who are um, possibly losing uh, work or jobs or businesses, we ask that you would be with them. Lord, for those who are short of resources, who uh, did not have, um, who kind of live paycheck to paycheck and, and having uh, one week's worth of uh, food and, and supplies on hand uh, was enough of a struggle. For those who are being stretched and who don't have enough, we ask that you would be with them. And Lord God, we ask all of this, uh, also offering ourselves, praying that you would give us opportunities to show your love to those in need, uh, to not turn inward, but to share grace and comfort with those around us. Lord, to be aware of those who need um, um, encouragement, who need um, a friend, who need people to uh, provide for them, who, who need the resources, we ask that you would use us, uh, use our creativity, use our um, insights, use all that we have and all that we are uh, to sharing your love, to meeting needs, and to building your kingdom. 
Lord God, we pray that you would be with uh, parents and families of those who uh, will be studying at home, uh, that you would give patience as you would uh, be with them as they uh, seek to not only um, take up education and providing and caring, but also that they would use this time to uh, draw closer to the families and to lead their families well, and that you would be with them. Lord, we also pray for those who um, are lonely, those who uh, live by themselves and, and to be cut off from others um, especially isolates them. We pray that you would be with them and let them draw closer to you. We pray that uh, we, we might uh, remember them and that you might remind them that they are part of a greater family and that you would uphold them and strengthen them. Lord God, we ask all of this in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Clifton is going to close us with a... Um, uh, setting by Isaac Watts of uh, Psalm 23, and after that we'll have a benediction.
normally say go in peace, so this morning I'll say uh, stay in, stay safe, stay sane. And now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.